Welcome to Kindness Matters. I'm Elise McLaughlin. Connection to our work, colleagues, family and friends is more important than ever. In this podcast, hear personal reflections from the people at Western Health as they navigate working in the demanding hospital environment. You'll also hear the voices of the important people in their lives outside work. One of the most senior and central roles in the response to COVID-19 is the position of Executive Director Operations. At Western Health, this role is filled by Natasha Tui, who we meet in this episode. Natasha has two sons, Hugo 12 and Oscar 9. She also has a close relationship with her maternal grandmother, Valerie. We'll hear from Hugo, Oscar and Valerie later in this episode. You're a physiotherapist and came to Western Health more than 10 years ago as a director of Allied Health. Tell me a little bit about that journey and what keeps you coming back to Western Health each day? So I started here at Western Health as the Director of Allied Health and I remember within the first week here, Allied Health had a forum which was considered, it was called the Inspiration Forum, I think it was, and I saw all of the Allied Health disciplines come together and there was over 10 different professional groups and they each presented on the great great things that, that, that they were doing and that went from there was um, very junior staff that was um, presenting great examples of the work they had done and management staff were presenting examples and often these were stories around uh, the patient experience and how they'd made a difference to patients and there was a real mindset which was well we've identified something we think that we could do it a bit better why don't we try it this way and see see what happens and that really set the tone for what working at Western Health is like and what is the mindset here. It is an environment that fosters innovation and where we can actually change the way in which we work quite quickly. There are not a lot of constraints in this organisation. Change is very easy. I like what I've seen, or I would say because of that, there are many opportunities to work outside of my direct role. I found myself very quickly doing jobs that you would say weren't necessarily part of being the director of allied health and I loved it and and it gave me opportunities to start to learn new new areas and new components of a health service that I hadn't been exposed to. So I understand you have a teenager and a younger boy. I'm interested to hear a bit more about each of them and how they're handling this time that we're in. Well, that's, that's been a real eye-opener to both my husband and myself. So one who's just started high school, so this was year seven and a, a, a change of schools with you know, great excitement at the start of the year. So now moving to a home-based school environment, I think has been a real disruptor. And the younger child as well is, is you know, finding that to be very different the key perspective for him is that he just really misses everybody. So apart from our immediate family, not having seen extended family and friends for, you know, what's coming up to two months now is really significant for him. And it's something that he will talk about and and say, you know, normally on the school holidays, I have lots of friends come around for sleepovers and we play Lego together and um, we do all the things that you know, young boys do with their friends and and he will say that he really misses that. It's interesting to hear how incredibly wise these young souls are, 
how much they pick up from the media. Uh, when you think that you know around the dinner table we're having very considered and sensitive conversations that aren't alarmist, they're you know they're based on on fact in a measured way, and yet they seem to have such a clear view on exactly what this means for our society and our community as a whole, and themselves and their their peers. So I um, continue to be so proud and surprised of how insightful and wise young minds can be. You've had one of the most difficult and critical jobs in the organisation during the COVID response. How do you deal with working in a 24-7 environment and the demands that has on your time? I think for me, and I would say for most people that work in public health, we're here for a reason, which is to make a difference and supporting our community and offering the very best care possible is what brings me to work every single day. So that's a great motivator and it also keeps me going. And I think even in this this environment of COVID and if we, you know, if I thought back to six weeks ago where I really, whilst we worked part of a, a broad and very committed and skilled team, I'd be lying if I didn't say... I didn't feel a significant weight on my shoulders to try and make sure that our health service was as ready as it could possibly be to provide excellent care in an environment that could be really very, very testing for our community and for our staff. So I think the fact that I genuinely care and and I really do want to make that difference actually means it's not it's never easy as such but there's no query about me not wanting to do this every single day. And I feel so grateful for the opportunity to influence the way in which we provide care to our community. And I'm, I'm genuinely committed to do that. So um, that's a, that's a great motivator through, you know, this experience and other tough times that we have in healthcare. Many or most of us, I'm sure, have had a moment through this pandemic where we've, where we've questioned whether we have what it takes to sustain living and working in this way, what's your thought process when that uncertainty pays a visit and who or what do you turn to in those moments? I think for most of us who work full-time and we all have other commitments, whether it's um, supporting our friends, whether it's caring for pets, whether it's um, extended family or children, you know, we all have life and, and sometimes you know life can be challenging I think for many people that work full-time and have families they're reliant upon a partner or another another figure in their life to provide that support and I'm very lucky that I have an amazing husband he's hugely wise and insightful and often will spot the you know maybe I'm working a little bit too hard and maybe I'm not getting quite the amount of sleep and exercise that I should be and he's a great sort of circuit breaker for me or the person that gives me that little bit of a, a nudge. But, you know, he, he's just such an incredible support. So he's absolutely the person that I turn to at that point in time. Well, you're lucky if you can have someone to give you a nudge without it being pushed away. That's a tricky balance for him. How does he do that? <laughs> oh, he's a smart man who also 
you know, works in the healthcare environment and works closely with people every day. So I think that any successful and close partnership or friendship relies on on knowing each other and um, being able to adapt your communication style to the point in time and um, and he does that very well. I've heard during this most demanding time you've maintained a close relationship with your grandmother in her late 80s and you've been quite active in her care, taking her food and lining up carers. Obviously that seems like a great kindness at this time. What drives you to do that? Well, I, I, I love my grandma and she's been a very close part of my life. Uh, when I was growing up in my early years, my mum was quite unwell, so I actually lived with my grandma for a period of time. So she's been a real role model for me and someone who's always been there guiding me in decisions I might make and certainly been the number one advocate and supporter in terms of my career and an avid advocate for women having careers and moving into leadership roles. This environment's been really challenging for me because I feel like I haven't been able to have as much contact with my grandma as I would like to and certainly, um, you know, for her to see the boys is something that she loves and and bringing our family together is really important and, and that obviously hasn't been able to happen during this time. But I have sort of tried where possible you know, to ensure that sort of the basic care continues and and to um, connect with her because I'm really mindful that there are many people who don't need health care but are really impacted by our physical distancing requirements and measures that we've put in place. So trying to offset the negative impacts of that with some um, connection is really important. So you've talked about her influencing your life. How did how she inspired your career and supported you? She's always been a very, very positive voice. I worry about the kids and am I doing a good enough job? And she, she's been such a positive voice because she probably is the person that I talk to about my doubts and worries in that space. And she's also the first person to say, you know, you're a great mum, you have um, really lovely boys who um you know and you're doing a good job and keep on going and and you know we also need you working in the role that you're working in and making a difference to the community so I think that she's always encouraging me to take the next step um which is quite remarkable when I reflect on um probably the era uh that that she's from Um, But saying that when I was growing up, you know, my very first job was sitting alongside, well, I can remember before I started primary school, going to work with grandma and sorting out all of the invoices according to invoice number. So I was, you know, learning five digit numbers at that point in time and how to order things. Um, You know, I did some, some basic bookkeeping for her in my high school years. So she has been someone that has worked very hard her whole life and has achieved a lot and so she's she has instilled a work ethic in me uh, as well as making sure that I had the opportunity to embrace career opportunities that maybe weren't afforded to her in you know when she was younger. Clearly your work recently has heavily focused on 
fighting a disease that disproportionately affects older people and obviously you have that very close relationship with your grandma and I imagine that's been a concern for you personally but has it helped you consider how a patient and their families are feeling at this time of change in the hospital environment? Um, it, it absolutely has. For me, what's what's most important at work and when I think of best care that we describe at Western Health, I think about consistent and compassionate care. And at any point in time, if I've had a, a relative come into hospital, what's really important to me is to know that people are treating them with kindness. You assume that the health care intervention that they need will happen, but it's really important to me that people are kind. And, and if I was to have one of my children come into hospital or one of my friends come into hospital or a relative, what's really important to me is the way in which they experience what's generally a frightening and isolating journey for anyone that comes into hospital is that they're surrounded by people that are kind who take the time to talk to them and provide them with help when they need it and that has been something that's been important to me forever. So many tough decisions to make on a day-to-day basis for you and now more than ever staff on the ground look to you for direction and I understand you are a trusted leader here. How do you cope with that? It it is a big responsibility but it's an absolute honour and um, I know if I think about what, what, how could I be most effective in my role here at Western Health, it's about being able to speak to staff, being able to support them and again being able to talk about how important compassion is in the healthcare environment and kindness and that's what I try and do because I know that if I can make a difference to the way in which anyone experiences coming to work if I can make it a a positive environment in what is generally really very difficult when you need to care for people who might pass away then that makes a positive impact and that keeps me going. I feel enormous gratitude to be able to do something every day that makes a difference to others and that you know who wants to stop doing that that's a that's a great way to spend your time exactly I think it was probably only a month into my time here at Western Health and you and I went late one afternoon had quite a lot of back and forth trying to uh, finalize a response for a media inquiry And at one point I said to you, Tash, I'm going to be offline for about 45 minutes. I just need to make sure I get my child before childcare closes and then I'll get this final draft back to you. And you said to me, Elise, we all have lives. I'm standing outside of a piano lesson right now. (laughs) And I just thought sometimes sharing those little tidbits is so important and I'm not sure why us humans need that reminder all the time that we are only human but we do. Do you find that? I do and I think I think it's so true and, and probably as a leader I try and share a lot of my real life and, and the challenges that we have. Everyone has to go to the supermarket. Everyone has to put on a load of washing. As I say, we all have networks of friends. So you might be someone who lives alone and 
you feel that your immediate life might be a neatly packaged bundle that's that's moving smoothly and then your best friend is diagnosed with breast cancer or, or some other event and you are supporting that person. So we all have stuff, whatever that stuff is. And I think if every single day you can try and keep in mind that probably the person that you're interacting with has something going on in their life as well that means that, you know, if they're, if they're behaving in a way that's probably not quite their normal self, um, there may well be another reason for it and use that as an opportunity to reach out and check in with that person rather than becoming irritated with them is a really good good way to be. So what sort of supports do you need or appreciate from your colleagues and the organisation to enable you to manage such a busy role and hopefully maintain some sense of sanity, which seems you're doing quite well, I must say? Um, look, Western Health is such a fantastic place to work and um, what I love about it is the fact that everyone just chips in. So there's no such thing as, well, this is my job and that's your job and I shouldn't have to help you with your job because it's yours and mine's mine. That's not how we work here. We constantly help each other and, and reach out and check in and it's great fun, which, you know, having a laugh makes life a lot easier. I have the, the most incredible group of direct reports who are hugely competent in, in what they do but again, are incredibly generous in in reaching out to me and in reaching out to each other to try and share the load. Because some days I've got a crazy day and someone else has got a little bit more time um, and vice versa. And I see that in my group of direct reports and they're constantly shifting and reaching out to each other to make sure that their jobs become more doable. And, and once um, you see that at, at a leadership level, it will permeate through the culture of an organisation. And I think that the, the culture at, at Western Health is one where people will just get on and do it. There isn't too many dramas, There's certainly not sort of huge egos in this environment. It's just more about people that are genuinely committed to making a difference and providing care for our community. So it's a joy to work here. You just offered to make me a cup of tea, so I can definitely say there's no egos here and I'm not sure I've ever had an executive offer me to make me a tea, so thank you. Now I know why you looked at me so strangely. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't happen every day, but, you know, maybe I should come down this corridor more often. What do you do after work as a diversion? What, What do you do to switch off? Well, there's two questions. There's what should I do, which is exercise, and um, what do I do? Look, you know, the, the normal routine is I'm rushing out the door thinking I've got to get to the kids wherever they are by a certain um, time frame. I'm then getting the kids and we're rushing into the house trying to figure out what we're having for dinner. And then there might be homework to be done or other such activities. And then I think we all fall in a heap on the couch um, and try and make sure that we, you know, we have some time together. Probably the key to my routine and something that we stick to is is family dinner and really trying to have a, a conversation about that. So there used to be three questions I'd ask them, which was, you know, what, how was your day? Good, great or excellent? I've had to shift things slightly because they've got a bit tired of the question and we, you know, we, we mix it up. But that's that's a really important part um, for me and it's, you know, an absolute circuit breaker in terms of 
of the day. So who does the cooking then? I heard you're a bit of a cook or a baker. I'm a baker. I'm I'm really if you like your meat exceptionally well done, I am the person to come to. But outside of that, I'm I'm I'm, I'm probably better in the vegetarian um, sphere. I spent a, a long time of my life being vegetarian, and um, and baking is is the forte. Um, I probably do most of the cooking, I would say, but um, I'm trying to nudge my twelve year old who who has a great sense for for what works well together. I'm trying to foster that within him. I think it's a good good strategy. Do you want him to be a cook or a baker? I've got the baking covered and everyone in my family knows I'm real I'm not very good at sharing in the baking space. I'm quite particular about process and equipment. So um <laughs> <laughs> What do you enjoy about baking and what's your specialty? Uh, there is something very therapeutic about the process and you're you're just there and I imagine for people um, that that knit um, or crochet 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 um, people people will will tend to identify there's a rhythm to the process and I think um, for me particularly for the things that I I make often um, there's a, a real rhythm to that it's not hard you've got your tried and tested recipes that you love and um, you know, it's it's just a nice a nice process. Um, I also get you know great fulfilment um, in the pre-COVID days. We used to love having the house sort of opened up on the weekend and try and get as many of the the boys' friends around as possible because it's something that we don't get to do during the week. Um, so I quite love serving up the food and handing it out to all the kids as they sort of somehow move in and out of our house as they they play in the streets. Um, Specialties. One of one of my favourites is I've got um, like a, a German apple and walnut cake, which um, I thoroughly like making. Uh, and there's there's probably a fruit shortcake that seems to be my husband's favourite at the moment. So, what do your boys ask for? Oh, brownies all the time. Brownies <laughs> <laughs> probably doesn't stretch your baking skill, no. but I bet they're good. They've got lots of sugar. And lots of chocolate. So I think um, from, you know, the kids' perspective, they're sort of ticking all the boxes there. A very balanced uh, piece of uh, food, the old brownie. Yes. <laughs> the <laughs> eggs, surely the eggs help somehow. <laughs> Protein. <laughs> uh, it's been really fun chatting to you, Tash. Thank you so much for your time and your insights into your work here at Western Health. No, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Hi, my name's Hugo and I'm 12 years old. Look, I'm, you know, three, four weeks into online learning and I'm better than I was. I can remember when this all just started happening, I was so frustrated and I like really, really, really was very angry because there were so many things that I'd put so much effort into and they'd just been thrown out the window. Like, you know, we had camp, right? My mom and I had to go and buy all sorts of stuff back, right? That's not happening. That's happening in a couple of terms if we can fit it in. I joined the house drama, which is like the school play, and we worked super hard on that. Like there were multiple days of the week where I had to like wake up at 6.30 so I could get to it. That's out the window. You know, that's in a couple of terms as well, if we even come back in a couple of terms, which I hope we do. And then there's, you know, all sorts of other things that just got cancelled. 
you know, I can't, the, all the friends I've made, all the friendships that I was just working on, you know, getting used to this new environment of high school. So your mum has one of the most difficult and critical jobs during the COVID um, response. How does she manage to fit all of that in? Well, look, I'm, I'm not going to speak on the behalf of her because mum's mum. She's going to have her own opinions. But in my opinion, I think she's coping amazingly. I think, you know, trying to fit in family, trying to, you know, fit in exercise, trying to fit in work and everything, and still, you know, doing things like helping cook dinner or helping do other stuff. I think she's coping, like, it's honestly amazing to see how she has so much stuff to do at work and she's still allowed to, you know, juggle multiple, you know, family at-home things at the same time. What do you enjoy doing with your mum when you get to spend some time together? Um, around, at, at the moment, it can really be absolutely anything and it commonly is because both mum and dad have jobs at a hospital. They both work full-time, you know, uh, Getting that, especially nowadays when, you know, mum has to go to work and she has these amazing decisions that she has to make that will affect a lot of people, you know, when she comes home from work and we can go play a game or we go for a walk or we go do some exercise or, you know, there's amazing people on things like YouTube that are doing, you know, live streams of exercise that we can go do that. And just every sort of moment that you get, like you start to appreciate it more because, it's something completely new. Everything that mum does is like a really nice thing. Like, you know, just the, even just like baking stuff so that I have something to eat with my friends when they come over. Like, that's just amazing that she puts the effort into doing something like that. And I really appreciate it. Mum's baking is amazing overall. I really like her brownies. They're pretty good. Is there any concern for you having both parents working in health and... Um, how have you dealt with, as a family, that anxiety around coronavirus? Oh, there's always concerns, um, you know, with things like it's a simple fact that mum and dad work in a hospital. A hospital is a place where people go if they were to have coronavirus or something like that. And it's not something that we can dodge. It's something that we have to accept. And we're just, you know, working our way towards this um, exception of that, Mum and dad both work where they work. We're not going to change that. And we just have to, you know, do things like we wash our hands. We make sure that we're doing the proper hygiene. Mum and dad, you know, when they come home from work, they have to wipe down their phones and everything like that. What do you actually know about her job, Hugo? Do you know, can you explain to me what you think she does at Western Health? Um, well, I know that she's the executive director of operations, but I don't actually know what that means. <laughs> Um, she makes a lot of decisions, not all of the decisions, but I think she makes some important decisions, I think, is that I'm pretty sure she makes some decisions around different topics. And I'll, I'll tell you why I know mum's called the executive, di executive director of operations. It's because every time I ring her on her phone and it goes to her answering system, she like says her name and then she says, executive director of operations at Western Health. So it's kind of like stuck in my mind now. Is there anything you'd like to say to your mum about the great work that she does? Thank you very much for everything that you've done uh, around, you know, Western Health and working with all the hospitals and everything you've done for me and Oski and Dad and, of course, Vinny, the cat. 
um, everything you've done for the family, uh, as well as being able to juggle, you know, your whole coronavirus thing and having to go to work and juggle this and juggle family things. So thanks for that. Um, yeah. If I could give your mom a special prize for doing such a great job, what do, what what should it be? It would be it would be something that uh, demonstrates how much that how hard she's worked and something that uh, appreciates that. Just something that involves that. I have no idea what uh, it would be specifically, but something that says thank you for all the hard work you've done. I am Oscar. I am. I turned nine years old the other month. What sort of things are you doing to protect yourself from COVID-19? Um, staying home because there's been restrictions from that in Victoria and um, using good hygiene, having using all the proper precautions, following what my mum and dad say for me to do, to these things like wash my hands for 20 seconds or something like that or your mum spoke to me that about how she likes to have all your friends over on a weekend too and bakes them things. Can you tell me about that? Oh, uh, well, when she likes them over the weekend, she gets to bake a lot of things because um, we, we're always wanting a snack or sometimes they bring something over and mum brings like, a, like um, some sort of like um, carrots or something to just, even out the um, healthy food and unhealthy food, like sugar and processed food. So what do you know about what your mum does at work? Well, I know that she works there. I know that she, she, she has to go to a lot of meetings. Um, she, she's always up early to... Um, to go to work in the morning, so that must be for a good reason. She's doing a really remarkable job here at Western Health at the moment. Yes. She seems to do a really good job at fitting in uh, lots of things in her life, such as work, family, including obviously yourself and your brother and your dad and also your grandma. How do you think she manages to do all of that? Well, because I haven't heard much of her say, say about it, I don't actually know, but I think she fits it in by always organising things and thinking ahead of what you're doing, of what you're doing tomorrow or what what you're going to do in one or two hours. She's very good at finding things. She sounds like she's also very good at being a mum. Yeah, she's she's very good at being a mum. I mean, she she always gets at least a day or two with us at, each week. What do you love doing with her? Um, I like going out for long walks down to the city. Sometimes it it just having her at home and knowing that she's there with you. How do you feel about having both your parents working in health? Do you ever worry about that? I think it's actually better because then there's more people to help in health. So I heard your mum's quite a baker. 
Yeah, she is a very good baker. She makes us brownies, um, chocolate balls, which are like um, what they are, but with some coconut strain things on them. She makes um, biscuits. I sometimes find recipes that we've never done before because we sometimes cook with each other. I really enjoy that. Enjoy that a lot. Sometimes we watch movies. Mum doesn't really like it, but she sometimes has a go on my Nintendo Switch. Um, she does a lot of things with us. Is she good at that Nintendo Switch? Uh, not really. <laughs> so, Oscar, if you could give your mum a special prize for doing a great job, mm-hmm. what type of thing do you think you could get her? Well, I mean, one thing that was funny that she once got as a present for it was like, because um, we have a cat that was originally mum's um, and it's Tonkinese. She got like these um, things that you put your glasses on so it doesn't like um, put marks into the table, the glass. So she got some of them and then it had like a health, it had like a cat dressed up as a nurse. I think I'd give her a bit of money to spend and a a nice and funny card. And what would you write in it? What would you like to say to your mum about all the wonderful things? Dear mum, I know you've been doing a great job at work and working very hard. You should definitely use this time well and always have some time to take off work or else you won't be able to speak properly. My name is Valerie. Yeah, I know she's a she's a very busy busy girl, but she's a very, very caring granddaughter. She's always um been loving and kind to me and caring. I I think um women can do anything if they put their mind to it. In speaking to Tash, it was clear that she feels very connected to the work that she does and seems to be driven by her values. Yes, yeah, she's got very good values and she's brought her boys up too with very good values. She should be very proud of her boys because they're, they've got great values and and they're always very kind and thoughtful to um, older people as well. If you talk to Oscar, he's... Uh, He's good. He plays he's, plays the piano and for me, you know, so that I can listen to him. And yeah, he's he's good. He's a good little boy. We were always in business, and when she was um, very small, I used to have to take her, you know, to business with me. And she'd sit down on the floor, and she'd sort all the invoices out and put them with the statement. And I think she's only about three, and she it was really amazing what she'd do. Yeah, but but I always, you know, just had to take her to work with me because that's what you did, or if you could. But when she was uh, very small, she spent a lot of time with me, and and so did you. Go, found it hard to accept that I can't look after her, you know, as much as I'd like to, and that our roles are reversed. I find that hard to cope with because I think it's my job to support her all the time. 
and I think at the moment she feels the other way. Oh, I'd like <clears throat> I'd like to be able to um, support her more with the boys go over and you know be there for them. And I think it's a little bit harder to being female. She doesn't say that I would imagine it is, but you have to be strong and keep to your values. I always know she cares because if I, she's always trying to think what else could help me because um, I live on my own. She's always one step of me thinking about what something that, you know, might be more help to me. I think she's always one step ahead of most of us, isn't she? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. But, um, I'm very proud of her, of course. Yeah, it's difficult not seeing your grandchildren, but I mean... There's a whole lot of us have to put up with that. This virus, it's a, it's a horrible thing. And, you know, if we, don't, if we don't support the Premier and what he wants, well, we're not going to win, are we? As long as I can, I'll, I'll back her and be here to support her. Thank you for listening to Kindness Matters, presented by Western Health. To connect with us or share your story, you can contact us via the links in the podcast description. 